Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Sage. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Iconic Dollcast. I am so excited for today's episode, but before I get into it, I just want to say thank you. I can't tell you how overwhelming it's been just getting everyone's feedback on the podcast. I had so much fun. The first two episodes were really intimidating for me, so I'm just glad that they've gotten a pretty good response, and I'm just so thankful for all of you guys who, you know, are taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about dolls. It's It means a lot. Like I said, last week with the podcast coming out, it was pretty overwhelming, so I just poured myself a glass of wine, and I'm ready to get into the Spice Girls. I had a ton of Spice Girl dolls growing up. The Spice Girls were really my first introduction into pop music and pop culture. I think I was about six years old when I first discovered them, and maybe six and a half, seven, I don't know, somewhere around there. But I just remember when I found out about the Spice Girls, they just took over my entire life. I was obsessed. I mean, I had Spice Girl backpacks. I had Spice Girl pencil cases. I had a Spice Girl microphone that I could sing into in my room. I had Spice Girl pins all over my Spice Girl backpack. And of course, I had the Spice Girl dolls as well. I just remember this being such an amazing time in my life. And even though I was only six or seven, it's just I have very strong and fond memories of when I found out about the Spice Girls. I loved all their music. My grandma, she loved some of their music. My grandpa did too. They still, to this day, talk to me about the Spice Girls. They they don't really talk to me about anyone else that I'm interested in, honestly. I mean, Britney too, obviously. But my grandma brings up Mel B all the time. That's her favorite. Always has been. And even my grandpa, who is just, he is such an introvert. He he doesn't involve himself in conversation very much. But if he hears me and my grandma talking about the Spice Girls, I can tell he's listening. And I'll never forget when they did their reunion performance at the Olympics. My, I've never seen my grandpa's eyes glued to a TV. And for this performance, he was fully embracing the Spice Girls. And it's just something I'll never forget. I got my very first Spice Girl for my eighth birthday in 1998. It was in September. I'm a Virgo, no big deal. And I will never forget it. I'll I'll tell you guys which one it was a little bit later in the episode. But getting my very first Spice Girl doll also was just like a life-changing moment. I 
Afterwards, I got several of them. And with my Britney doll, I was more into like displaying her and just kind of having her around. But with these Spice Girl dolls, I played with them so much. Their hair was a mess. Their clothes were all mismatched. I lost all their shoes. I played with these dolls until I literally couldn't anymore. And as an adult, I've started collecting them a little bit again. Will I get into them as much as I have with the Britney doll? Probably not. (laughs) But I do have quite a few of the Spice Girl dolls, and I absolutely love them. And I've also done a couple custom Spice Girl sets, and those are always really fun. It's It's always nice to mix it up. And a lot of people ask me all the time, do you get bored doing Britney all the time? And the answer is really no, because I try to... When I'm making my custom dolls, like even if it's a design that I've done like, you know, 30 times, I I try to make every single one of them different so that they're 100% unique. I think that's something that people really latch on to. It's probably my favorite aspect of my custom doll making skills, but I love getting Spice Girl dolls and trying something new. And, you know, there's there's five of them, sometimes four. Who knows? You know, it just depends what era you're doing, but... It's always fun to just mix it up and try doing something I haven't done before. So I have done a couple custom Spice Girl doll sets, and you can see those on my Instagram. Those those were so much fun to make. So before we get into the specifics of the very successful Spice Girl doll line, I want to give a brief background on the Spice Girls and how they came to be. The Spice Girls is made up of Melanie B., Jerry, Victoria, Mel C., and Emma, and they are the best-selling girl group of all time. The Spice Girls have sold 100 million records worldwide since their album Spice came out in 1996. And believe it or not, their doll line made over $200 million and is the top-selling celebrity doll line of all time, selling over 11 million dolls. The Spice Girls came about when a father and son management team, Bob and Chris Huber, put an ad in a local newspaper and they were looking to create a singing and dancing pop act and... Something like 400 girls showed up to audition for this group, which at the time had zero direction. They had no idea where they were going to go with the group, and they certainly did not know just how successful it would become. The only Spice Girl to miss the audition was Jerry, and she was later added to the group. And the original lineup also included someone named Michelle Stevenson, who was later replaced by Emma Bunton, Baby Spice. The girls were put up into a house in 1994, they didn't have jobs, and basically this management team just put them together so they could get to know each other, so they could learn how they work together, they could develop their sound, and this is how the Spice Girls really went from being a manufactured group to honestly a real group. A lot of people think the Spice Girls were just a manufactured group, but really they spent time on their craft. And once their career really kicked off, the Spice Girls took charge. They have songwriting credits. They have producing credits. They worked really hard in a time where a pop band like that would not be getting the credits that they were getting. So, I mean, obviously their whole thing was about girl power and they really stuck to that. Unfortunately, when things weren't going as planned, the girls decided to take their demos and did what they call, in the Giving You Everything documentary by the BBC in 2007, a midnight fleet. They literally ghosted their current management, left the home they were living in, and went in search of new representation. Eventually, they would find Simon Fuller, and he is the man that took the Spice Girls to the absolute next level. The group originally wanted to call themselves Touch, but later Jerry Hallowell, that's Ginger Spice, came up with the name Spice and eventually they went by the Spice Girls. 
Their first single, Wannabe, came out and hit number one in 37 different countries in 1996, and their debut album, Spice, sold well over 30 million copies and has become the best-selling album by a girl group in history. In 1997, the group released their second album, Spice World, and released their first-ever theatrical movie with the same name. At this point, the Spice Girls' names, their image, and music was plastered all over the world. I will never forget this time. Like, I remember you could not go anywhere without seeing the Spice Girls. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing them. A lot of people like to think they sold out and they, you know, they caved to the whole music industry. But really, I just think the Spice Girls knew what they wanted. They wanted to be on top and they made that happen themselves. Spice Girls is such a great example of a group that was willing to take risks in order for them to have control. And I think they did it very successfully. At the peak of their success, the Spice Girls had several million dollar endorsements, which included a deal with Pepsi, Walker's Chips, Polaroid, and in 1997, they even released their own perfume. I think it was called Impulse. It seemed like nothing could stop the Spice Girls. They were selling out arenas, movie theaters, and taking the number one spot on music charts all around the world. But then, on May 31st, 1998, Jerry Hallowell announced her departure from the Spice Girls just before the group was about to head out on their first American tour for the album Spice World. So Spice Girls had already kind of broken into the American mainstream, but they hadn't toured over here. So they were getting ready to do this. It's a very, very big deal for pop acts to break America for some reason. Not all pop groups from the UK have an easy time crossing over to America. Think about Little Mix. Those girls deserve so much more. I'm obsessed with Little Mix, and I've always been so shocked that, I mean, they've had a couple singles do pretty well over here, but people that I know who don't know who Little Mix is are really surprised when I tell them or show them, like, no, they sell out arenas in literally all the countries except for America. It is the weirdest thing, but it's a really big deal when someone can cross over like that, and right when the Spice Girls were about to make their debut on their headlining arena tour in the United States... Ginger quits, and it is a shit show. This is one of my earliest pop culture memories. I remember when my grandma told me I, it was the morning. Um, I was getting ready to go to school. Mind you, I was like seven or eight at the time, so I didn't really understand. I just knew, like, it sounds like Ginger Spice left the Spice Girls, and she's never going to perform with them again. Oh, my God, what do I do? I remember just being panicked. By the time I got to school, news had already broke. My friends knew. We didn't know what to do. We were all just like, what is going on? And after Ginger quit, the group went on. They released their third album, Forever, which a lot of people don't know. The Spice Girls had a third studio album that they made without Ginger Spice. It's called Forever, and honestly, it is bops on top of bops. The album is so well-produced. It's expensive, All the songs are catchy. If you haven't heard the Forever album by the Spice Girls, you definitely need to check it out. I wouldn't say it flopped, but it definitely did not do as well as the other two albums. And slowly but surely, all of the Spice Girls went on to start releasing solo endeavors. And they didn't get back together really until 2007. Ginger came back to the group and they did a reunion tour. And it was a massive success. And then... They performed at the Olympics. I think that was in 2012. And then in 2019, they did another reunion tour, but this time they were back down to four because for whatever reasons, I still don't understand, but whatever, um, Victoria Beckham did not participate in that tour. 
I hope they tour again. I hope all five of them do. I think that would be amazing. I know the 25th anniversary is coming up for Spice World, so hopefully they do some cool stuff for that. But now, let's get into the dolls. Oh, the Spice Girl dolls are so freaking iconic. I cannot get over it. The dolls were produced by Galoob Toys, a San Francisco-based toy company that was mostly known for their micro-machines and their line of video game cheat devices that could break codes and make video games easier to manipulate. I don't remember these, but I do remember micro-machines, and there was a ton of, I just remember Star Wars. I think that, we're going to talk about it, but I think Hasbro actually bought Galoob because they wanted the Star Wars license. They were called micro-machines. I definitely remember those. But anyway, at the time, Galoob was not in the doll business of toys at all, but they were able to get a ton of previous Mattel employees who had experience working with Barbie. And so now that they were working there, a man named Jay Foreman had the idea to bring the Spice Girl dolls to life. Jay Foreman, you may remember from my last two episodes, is one of the Britney Spears doll creators. He knew that the Spice Girls were hot, and he knew it was a great opportunity, and it would be stupid not to jump onto the cultural phenomenon that the Spice Girls had brought. And what better way to do that than with their own dolls, right? In October 1997, Galoop announced its partnership with the Spice Girls to release a fashion doll line. Originally planned for a 1998 release, production of the dolls was pushed up to Christmas 1997 due to the band's increasing popularity and media coverage. They were everywhere. Um, You know, especially Ginger Spice. She had a ton of controversial moments, which I've definitely heard the girls talk about that in interviews and various documentaries, but she was getting a ton of media coverage, and it wasn't always good. I mean, I do remember her getting slut-shamed quite a bit, which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't think that would happen in 2022 in the way that it did back in the 90s, but they were everywhere. So they were like, no, we got to get these out now. What's crazy about this doll line is that the designers at Galoob actually only had about two months to put together all the prototypes and get them approved by the Spice Girls and their team. This is a very quick turnaround for a doll line, and you also have to remember that there are five of them. So that is five different dolls that they had to put together and get into production in just over two months. That is insane. The first set of dolls was known as the Girl Power series, and they were released just in time for Christmas in December 97. Unfortunately, because this production was so rushed, only a fraction of the dolls were able to hit shelves before the holidays. The Girl Power series features Jerry Hallowell dressed in her iconic Union Jack outfit that was worn at the 1997 Brit Awards. This is definitely my all-time favorite Spice Girl doll from the entire line. I have it displayed in my house still. I have one brand new in the box. I have one out of the box. I love this doll. I do wish they would have used a darker and more accurate blue for the fabric, but it's still just so incredibly iconic. Each doll had a starting retail price of around $30, and despite only being on store shelves for a few weeks, the Spice Girl dolls were the fifth best-selling toy in the UK in 1997. That's literally... They got to number five with only three weeks of sales. That's crazy. And in 1998, they were the second best-selling toy in the United States. And I think they lost by the Teletubbies. I think Teletubbies somehow... I mean, no, Teletubbies are really iconic, but they were number one. So Spice Girls was number two. But I mean, that's still... I mean, they were selling dolls like crazy. 
In June 1998, the second line of dolls known as the Ontour series was released. A fun fact about this one is that all of the Ginger Spice and Posh Spice costume in this doll set are 100% unique. You'll never find one with the exact same placing of pattern. It's really cool. The first edition of this doll featured Victoria with longer hair, just like the first series. And then once she had cut her hair for, I think it was the stop music video, they actually changed the doll mid-production to have a shorter cropped hairstyle so that it felt more current. This is something that the Spice Girl doll line actually did a really good job with. They updated these dolls constantly while they were even still in production. So from hairstyles to tattoos, like Sporty Spice had her original cross. I think it was on left or right arm. I don't know. But she had, while this doll was being made and released, she had gotten a few more tattoos. And as they would, as the new Spice Girl dolls would come out, they would update the tattoo. So I remember having a Ginger Spice doll that only had one tattoo, but then I got another one and she had two tattoos because Jerry Hallowell had gotten a new tattoo on her upper back or something. It's really, really neat how they did that. My very first Spice Girl doll was a Sporty Spice doll from the On Tour collection. I actually don't ever remember seeing the Girl Power, the first series, on shelves. I don't, I think they just sold out too fast or they just kept selling out too fast that I never actually saw those ones. But I do remember when the On Tour dolls came out and for my eighth birthday, I got Sporty Spice and... I really wanted Ginger, but they didn't have literally any of them left except for Mel C. So I ended up getting her. And that's not shade. I love Mel C. I was so excited and happy to have her. But I really wanted Ginger. And I did eventually. My birthday is in September. And I think that Christmas, I did end up getting the rest of them, which is I'm so grateful for. I was so obsessed and so excited to finally have all five. But yeah, the Mel C on tour, she had a red top a high ponytail with a little red streak in her hair and I think some like black track pants. And she was so cute. She had her tattoos and I actually still have that doll to this day. She is a mess, (laughs) but I have never parted with her. So she is in my Spice Girl doll box and she is such a gem. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is the head molds. In the Britney Spears doll episode, I talked about how much I absolutely loved the Britney Spears head molds that they sculpted for her doll line. I think they were absolutely perfect. There was a few of them. I like them all. With the Spice Girls, I I don't hate them. Actually, I, I still love them. But if you want to look at it in an accuracy point of view, the Spice Girl dolls are not as accurate as the Britney Spears doll, in my opinion. I think Victoria really looks like her. I think Emma looks like her. Eh, I guess Mel B too, but Jerry and Mel C, I don't think it looks like them at all. They do have the right features. I think that this doll was just too rushed and... Instead of updating the face sculpts during the production like they did with the Britney Spears doll, I think they just stuck with them. Had they had a little bit more time, the face sculpts could have been a little bit better. I don't hate them. There are way worse celebrity dolls out there that have way worse face sculpts, but I do think Ginger Spice specifically could have been a little bit better. But that's really my only critique about these dolls. Everything else is phenomenal. From the fashions to the accessories to the packaging, the Spice Girl dolls are not cheap. They look expensive. They come with a ton of cool stuff. They're well worth the $30. Is that what it said? $30? Yeah. The $30 price range. The accessories were everything. They did a really good job sticking with the girls' aesthetics. So 
there were some accessories thrown around and they weren't necessarily things that we'd actually seen the Spice Girls using or wearing, but they fit the girls' personalities really well. One of the Baby Spice dolls came with like a fluffy white polar bear backpack. Um, Her microphone was pink. The other girls were black. Jerry came with this doll-sized camcorder, which was really cool. Mel B came with a portable CD boombox that you could literally open, and it had a little mini Spice Girl CD in it. It, I mean, the quality is incredible, and it's very similar to how the Britney Spears doll would go about things with just the tiniest little details just make all the difference in the world. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier, they even kept up with their tattoos, which is just crazy dedication, and I love that. Eventually, they just started swapping things out just to get product out. There was such a high demand for these dolls that they would swap, you know, Sporty Spice tops and Mel B accessories and all all sorts of things. So there's a lot of variations out there that you can get. And some people who are just adamant doll collectors will try to get a version of every single doll and it's almost impossible because like I said people were just throwing shit together just to get things out and so you can find a ton of Spice Girl dolls that have you know different haircuts different makeup they have different shoes so like a Victoria doll from the on tour collection she comes in that purple dress You can find several, several different variations of that. And that kind of, I mean, that makes things really fun for collectors. Um, It's amazing to look at people's collections when they have hundreds of dolls and you think that a bunch of them are the exact same one. But when you look closer, you can see these minimal differences and it's super neat. In my research, I found that eight different sets of dolls were released from 1997 to 1999 and that there was also additional play sets, which I remember accessory packs, and Spice Doll fashions released. I remember having the Girl Power and On Tour collections as a kid. As an adult, I've collected quite a few others. The doll collections include several iconic Spice Girl outfits from various tours, performances, and appearances. And I guess they kind of abruptly ended the Spice Girl doll line, and there was a set that was going to be released that was based on their music videos, and it was going to be called the Millennium Collection, And it was going to be released in October 2000, but they were never completed or sent for production. But I do know that there were drawings sketched out and perhaps prototypes created as well. And I don't think Ginger Spice was, she had quit the group. And I don't think she was involved in the last sets and they just never came to be. I should add in that during this time, Galoob was actually sold off to Hasbro, who took over the company. And I think this might have affected the future of the Spice Doll release because... You know, I mean, changing companies, The Spi- Ginger had just left. I don't think people were very sure if the Spice Girls were going to continue. So I, it would make sense to me that Hasbro would kind of want to just end the line there so they didn't have to invest in something involving a girl group that wouldn't exist anymore if they continued. So I definitely get that or could see that being the reason why. Aside from Galoob, if you remember also in my Britney episode, I talked about how multiple companies seem to get licensing deals with the Britney doll. The same goes for the Spice Girls. And I mean, it's just so interesting how similar they are. You know, not only did they have some of the same lead designers and creators on board, but a company called Toy Max also released their own Spice Girl talking dolls. They did this with Britney as well. And just like the Britney doll, 
These are possibly the ugliest dolls I've ever seen. If you want to talk about inaccurate head molds, look these up on Google. That's Spice Girl Toy Max dolls. Toy Max also released a line of fashion packs that you could get for the Spice Girl dolls that you already had. Neither their doll line or the fashion packs included Ginger Spice. Something that we're going to talk about with my guest next week is that you can also find several bootleg versions of the Spice Girl dolls, and there's a ton of them out there. I don't know how many, but we're definitely going to ask Adam Weatherly. So he has the biggest Spice Girl doll collection in the world, and he also has a ton of information of the production of these dolls and even, you know, some shady business. And there's a reason why there's a ton of bootlegs out there, and we'll get into that next time. But in 2022, Lego released a limited edition... I think they're called Bricks Heads set of the Spice Girls. That was cool. Um, I didn't get those. I didn't think they looked very cute, but I love that the Spice Girls are making a comeback with Lego. That's really cool. I love to see them relevant in 2022. And then this year, 2022 is actually the 25th anniversary for Spice World. And I know they're planning some new merch and probably some exclusive stuff for their website. I haven't seen anything about dolls, so I doubt it's happening, but... I think it would be so awesome for them to release the dolls again, maybe for the 30th anniversary. I don't know. But these dolls were so successful. 11 million of them were sold. They brought in $200 million. Like, they were so just iconic and I can't say it enough, successful. That is what the Spice Girls are. With everything they do, it's successful. And this doll line is really one of the best examples of that. So I think if they re-release the dolls, they would do pretty well. And I think the fans, especially the OGs, would be obsessed with that, as well as all the new people who, you know, were born after 2001, (laughs) who are just finding out about the Spice Girls. The point is, Everyone would love that, and I think people would eat that shit up, and they would sell so well. You guys also have to watch Spice World. (laughs) Spice World is their movie, and it is so funny. It stands up to this day. I just watched it a couple nights ago after not seeing it in quite a few years, and I laughed so much. The movie is camp. It is funny. It's a satire, but it's also got like really serious moments. And it's just, it's a really good movie. So if you have not seen Spice World, I don't know what you're doing. You need to first get on Google and look at all the Spice Girl dolls they had. And while you're doing that, you need to find a way to watch Spice World. I hear it's really hard to find on streaming. I'm guessing once this 25th anniversary stuff kicks off, it might get put onto more streaming platforms. We'll see. Um, And by the time this episode comes, comes out we'll probably know but Spice World is everything and if you haven't seen it you you absolutely need to you know I'm just thinking about it now I mean I said earlier my favorite Spice Girl doll of the whole doll line is probably Ginger Spice when she's wearing her very very iconic Union Jack dress But I also really like the ones, and also guys, please, if you haven't, or if you aren't doing that while you're listening to this, get on Google and look up the Spice Girl dolls, um, so you can kind of see just how many there were, and it'll probably put (laughs) some of this into perspective of just how crazy this doll line was, but... I think I really love the Viva Forever set. I want to say there's two different Viva Forever sets. And well, first of all, I love that song. And second of all, there is a set of the four of them. There's no ginger in this one, but they're all wearing these white suits and they're just beautiful, beautiful dolls. So classy. I do not have these ones. They're so expensive. 
you can actually get a ton of Spice Girls for a really, really good price in 2022. If you go on like eBay or something, you could probably find a full set of Spice Girl dolls unboxed for like 30 bucks. And sometimes you'll even see them pop up brand new inbox on eBay for under $100. So most of them are pretty easy to get, but the Viva Forever sets were the last ones released. And so they didn't make as many because they are pretty pricey. These can go for a couple hundred dollars, but they are so beautiful. Um, so I would say those ones and then definitely Jerry and the Union Jack. Those are my favorites. I love Victoria in her little purple Gucci dress. It's super cute. It's kind of interesting. Like when the Spice Girl dolls were released, the first couple of sets, they weren't really cohesive with their costuming. So none of the girls were wearing a costume that they all wore at the same time, which I think that's kind of strange. But later on, they did release some dolls that were cohesive. So there was a set of them. I think it's at like the Billboard Awards in Las Vegas. And they're all wearing their performance outfits or appearance. I can't even remember. And then they did the concert collection. That one didn't have Jerry Hallowell. So the dolls came in their Spice World tour costumes and then a few others. The first few weren't cohesive, but then they got more cohesive as they went. And then also released some fashion packs that had a full set of costumes worn on the tour and stuff like that. All right, guys. So that was my episode about the Spice Girl dolls. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. I hope if you had these dolls, this brought back a lot of good memories. I hope that if you hadn't seen these dolls, you loved learning about them and seeing them. But next time on the Iconic Dollcast, I'm going to be talking to Adam Weatherly. And Adam actually has the largest Spice Girl doll collection in the world. He's got something like 600 different Spice Girl dolls. We're going to dive more into how the Spice Girl dolls came about, some background history on the production of the dolls, and we're also going to talk about the different variations, which I mentioned earlier. The variations on these dolls are insane. We're going to talk to him about prototypes, and we're also going to talk to him about his quest to get the Spice Girls inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame for their 25th anniversary Again, by the time this episode comes out, I think we'll know if they were nominated and I'll try to keep you guys updated. Follow me on Instagram, Iconic Dollcast or Britney Spears Custom Dolls. Follow me on Twitter, B Spears Dolls, and we will get into that next week. And I'm so excited. So we will catch you guys then. (laughs) 